0: So I want to start with your toy story. What inspired this doll line or business idea?
1: So when I was six years old, I didn't like my hair and I was straight like my classmates. And so my mom did everything she could to help me. And one of the things she did was get me a black doll. I loved her. But she didn't have hair that looked like mine, and I wanted dolls with curls and braids. And so when my mom went back to the stores and could not find anything that met my demand, I decided I wanted to start my own business and do something about it.
0: You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 142. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajelle Wade. Hey there, toy people, Jell Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of the Toy Coach Podcast, making it in the toy industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Our guest today is a young entrepreneur named Zoe Oli. She's a 10-year-old CEO of Beautiful Curly Me, an Atlanta-based toy and media company on a mission to instill and inspire confidence in young girls. Zoe founded her company at the age of seven with Her mom's help after overcoming challenges with self esteem. Along with her line of dolls, Zoe's also the author of several children's books, including Beautiful Curly Me and Say It, Show It, a guided gratitude and kindness journal for kids. Now, Zoe and Beautiful Curly Me have been featured on various media outlets, including Forbes, Good Morning America, People, The Kelly Clarkson Show. I featured them in Access Daily. And she was recently named a Time and Nickelodeon Kid of the Year finalist. Now in line with Zoe's mission to raise the next generation of curly and confident girls for every doll purchased on beautifulcurlyme.com, One is donated to a young girl in need. Now, Zoe is a rising sixth grader who loves reading, art, music, and all things STEM. She loves tennis, traveling, giving back to her community. She's passionate about inspiring girls to dream big and pursue their goals. So we're going to talk about what keeps this little girl fired up to create her own successful doll line. Zoe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. So, I want to start with your Toy Story. I said in the intro that you started this business when you were seven because you were overcoming some self esteem issues. I want to know what was life like for you at seven? What inspired this doll line or business idea?
1: So, when I was six years old, I didn't like my hair
0: and I wished it was still straight
1: like my classmates. And so, my mom did everything she could to help me. And one of the things she did was get me a black doll. I loved her but she didn't have hair that looked like mine. And I wanted dolls with curls and braids. And so when my mom went back to the stores and could not find anything that met my demand, I decided I wanted to start my own business and do something about it. And so my company, Beautiful Curly Me, is a brand on a mission to instill and inspire confidence in young black and brown girls. And we have toys as well as empowering content.
0: Okay. So you started the doll line because you hated your hair. Your mom got you a black doll that finally you loved, but you still were like, this doesn't make any sense. Did that black doll have straight hair? Yes.
1: Yeah, so the black doll had skin like my, my skin color, but it had straight hair that was flowing down its back. And I really wanted a doll that had curls like mine or braids that I get too. So, and my mom didn't even realize it. She was like, oh my gosh. So She was just trying everything she could to help me. So
0: I love hearing this from the perspective of a kid because the doll designers or toy designers sometimes don't think about all of the details like that, like straight hair versus curly hair and why that's important. Do you remember how you felt when you realized like the doll's hair was still different than yours, even though the skin was the same as yours?
1: I felt really curious and then when I realized that later that there were actually no dolls with curly hair I felt, wow, this is terrible. I need to do something about this. So
0: so tell me about that. How did you find out there were no dolls with curly hair? When my mom went back to the store,
1: she looked everywhere and there were no dolls with curls or with braids. And so she came back home and, she, and I was like, mommy, I want to start my own business. And I kept on. At first, my mom didn't really take me seriously. She was like, uh, okay. Yeah, you're seven. And so I kept on asking her, mommy, I really want to do this. I want to start a business. so she was like, okay, we're going to do this together. And so we started it.
0: Where did you get the idea to start a business? Like, why is that where your, he- your head went? I just thought
1: that I guess if the big companies like Barbie or a LOL or an American Girl didn't have it, then... I wanted to be the person to have it to make sure that other girls can find dolls with relatable skin tones and relatable hairstyles. So.
0: so what was the first thing that you did when you when your mom finally believed you that you really wanted to start a business? What was the very first thing you guys did?
1: We started researching. So like we didn't have any experience in the toy industry at all. So we definitely did a lot of research, trying to find a manufacturer and people who could help bring our vision to life.
0: And then once you found your manufacturer, what did you do next? We talked
1: with them. We talked with a designer to tell,
0: I talked with them
1: about how I wanted the hair to look and the skin tones. And then we worked with the manufacturer to find the match we liked.
0: Do you remember getting the first sample?
1: Yes. I remember that moment so clearly and it felt so awesome. Like, oh my gosh, this is really going to happen. And she was so pretty. I still have her.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Okay. So tell me, while you were building your brand, did you ever struggle focusing?
1: I would say my mom made it clear that she still wanted me to have a regular childhood, but also made sure that I was still running this running this company. And so I definitely manage it like at school. OK, I'm focused on school when I'm doing my extracurricular activities. I'm focused on them 100 percent. And then I do have time every day where I can just sit down and relax and
0: play with my friends. Stuff, so. so you never struggled focusing. You were always really good at keeping on task. I would say in the beginning, it
1: was a little bit hard, but I think um, now I've definitely found a balance.
0: So what was the hardest part about making your own doll line? The biggest challenge was,
1: like, balancing. So definitely balancing.
0: But now I've gotten the hank of it.
1: And what was the easiest part? Finding other girls that I can speak to and relate to because this is, like, definitely a worldwide issue. Girls' confidence is definitely a worldwide issue. So finding girls that related to me and who really loved the brand and wanted to support was definitely the easiest part.
0: How did you find people that love the brand and wanted the brand? Because that's really hard for people starting their own business. They don't know how to validate their idea and make sure it's something people like. So how did you do that?
1: Um, We started with a lot of focus groups. We got um, family and friends together to discuss, okay, what they liked about the product, what they didn't like to really help us figure out, figure that out. And then we did a lot of marketing and spreading the word about
0: our business was definitely helpful. What was the first biggest feature you got for your dolls? First
1: feature. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. I think we got a, I want to say it's a Voyage Atlanta, some kind of online article about us, which was so amazing. I felt so excited interviewing
0: them. And what was the biggest one so far? I would say I got to speak with
1: Cheryl Sandberg. Oh, that's a so Instagram cool! I Instagram Live with her, and what? then I <laughs> yes, and then I also got the opportunity to speak with Kelly Clarkson on the Kelly Clarkson Show. That's awesome.
0: Did you struggle getting people to buy your dolls when you first sold them? I would say not really, because like
1: as family and friends got the product, they spread the word, and they spread the word. So it was really word of mouth. And then we launched on several um, social media platforms. So that was also very helpful. And in the beginning, before COVID, we did a lot of vending shows. Uh So that was helpful for me to get out there and speak
0: to customers face to face. Yeah, those vendor shows are the best for that, for getting customer feedback, They'll tell you if they think it's too yes. expensive. The hair is not soft mm-hmm. enough. They'll tell you everything. Yes, we actually
1: just did a couple of shows. I haven't done a show
0: since COVID, so Aww. that was an experience. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back in yeah. a couple years. Now, okay. Yeah. Tell me some of the coolest moments you've had being a kidpreneur. Because it, like, what do you love about being a kidpreneur? I like
1: inspiring. I do a lot of. I talk with kids. I talk to schools and. I love that being able to inspire other kids as well as inspire the girls to feel confident in themselves as well as inspiring kids to start their own business. I love that I'm able to do it.
0: You love just talking about like how, how you've done this and inspiring them to do their own thing. Yes. Do you have any other ideas for future toys that's different from a doll with, with curly hair?
1: We are right now launching a uh, plush dolls. Ooh. And we're doing puzzles as well.
0: Okay. So. That's exciting. Yes. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Now you've got to give advice. Everyone listen up. This little little girl who's 10 years old, wise beyond her years. You speak so eloquently. Zoe, from her three years of experience working in the toy industry, building her own brand, she's going to give us some advice. So, Zoe, what is the best piece of advice that you received when you first started your toy business?
1: I would say mindset is key,
0: and just get
1: started. I actually um, love to say, "Don't wait for the perfect wave; just surf." So, just oh, get
0: I love that! Don't wait for the perfect wave; just surf. Do you surf? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're like, maybe one day. I mean, you're young. You could still surf yeah. one day. That yes. is great advice. And then what, tell me some good advice that maybe kept you motivated recently. Did you ever have like a moment where you were like down and someone gave you some good advice or good motivational words?
1: I would say done is better than perfect is one of mine because a lot of us try and make everything has to be perfect. Every detail has to be the best. Done is better than perfect is one of my best ones.
0: So if there was another seven-year-old listening right now or a 10-year-old your current age, what would you tell them to do to get started with their toy idea if they had a toy idea?
1: I would say always remember that there are people out there that are willing to help you and support you. and There are a lot of communities and resources that will be very helpful. So always remember there are people, it could be your parents, people like you, um, Mrs. L and so many people that are out there that are willing to help you. So always look for help.
0: Okay, great. And Zoe, I normally ask my guests what toy blew their mind as a kid, but you are currently a kid. So what toy is blowing your mind right now, other than your own? I would say Snap
1: Circuits. They're like a little Geo Board that you can build like an alarms or fans. I actually have two kids at home and it always amazed me how like you can engineer so many things with like just a few tools.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. What do you, I gotta, I have a new question. I don't normally ask my guests. Zoe, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an entrepreneur.
1: I also want to write more books. So an author and I don't know what life will bring, so I'm just excited and enjoying life now, and whatever I want to be, I, I'll try. I remember like when I was seven and eight, every day I'd be like, okay, today I want to be a chef, and tomorrow I want to be a lawyer, and next day a doctor. So I
0: definitely know that the possibilities are endless. Oh my gosh. Zoe, you are an inspiration. You are so cool, calm, collected, well-spoken, and 10. I've got to talk to you again when you're 20, because I can't even imagine who you're going to be then if this is who you are already right now. It's just brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we wrap up today?
1: I would say you can learn more about me on my website, beautifulcurlingme.com. And I also have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest at beautifulcurlingme. And I would say to the kids and also to the um, adults that are listening right now, if you dream, remember if you dream big and you work hard, anything is possible.
0: You heard it here. Zoe says, just stop letting your dreams waste away in your mind. And go after it. Toy Creators. (laughs) Zoe, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to share links to your Instagram and your site over on thetoycoach.com. It was a pleasure having you. I want to see your toys in some major retailers soon, I hope. So if there's any way we can help, let us know. If you want Zoe in your store, reach out to her.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. This was a great experience. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Zoe. Well, there you have it, toy people, my interview with Zoe Oli of Beautiful Curly Me. Now, after my interview with Zoe, her mom sent me a quick message and said, oh, we forgot to talk about the two initiatives that Zoe's doing with her Beautiful Curly Me dolls. Well, let me tell you guys about them now. Because Zoe does not want any other girl to feel the way she did at age six, Beautiful Curly Me launched their Buy a Doll, Give a Doll initiative what's that? Well, for every doll purchased on their site on beautifulcurlyme.com, one is going to be given to a young girl in need. Dolls are given to girls in foster care and shelters all over the United States. Even if you don't have a little one in your life, you can still be a part of their mission to empower young girls by purchasing a doll to be donated on your behalf through their gift a doll option at Beautiful Curly Me. There you go. Two ways that you can give back and make sure that no other little girl felt the way that Zoe did at age six. Now, what we learned today is you can start your toy business at any age. If you are a parent listening to this episode and your kid has an idea for a toy, I hope you found inspiration in this episode to get started. If you need some help, I want you to reach out to me. I would also like to recommend that you check out Toy Creators Academy over at toycreatorsacademy.com. That program will show you how to vet your ideas and make sure it's one that people want, and find a manufacturer who can help you make those ideas come true, and build the pitch materials, whether you have to build a pitch deck for toy buyers, or you want to pitch to toy companies for something called licensing. All of that and more is waiting for you inside of Toy Creators Academy, and a self-study version of that program will be available soon. So I want you to head over to Toy Creators Academy to check that out. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to give a shout out to Huey. I hope I'm saying your name right, listener to the podcast, who's also joined Toy Creators Academy, who says this great podcast, not just for toy makers. I just discovered this podcast a week ago and have been listening from episode one. The host, Ajelle, is amazing. The advice she gives for coming up with ideas, planning and keeping things organized, how to approach and talk to people, how to handle failures are all top-notch and can apply to anyone in any business. Thank you so much for that review. It means so much to me and it really helps the show. Now, if you are listening to this podcast and you love this podcast, but you haven't left a review yet, well, what are you waiting for? Your reviews pop up on my phone every time a new one comes through, and it puts a huge smile on my face and keeps me coming back week after week with toy tips and informative guests. So if you love this podcast, head over to the ratings and review section wherever you're listening, and please leave us a stellar review. Okay. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know your time is valuable and that there are a ton of podcasts out there, so it truly means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next week, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Agile Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.